and you know it you know it, it feels good to actually be excited for a halo game because i have not been really been excited for halo since probably reach mm -hmm. was the last time so i feel like, i almost feel like a kid again you know getting excited for this What's going on? Welcome into Lighthearted Gamers, episode 44. I'm your host, Alex Light with Sparky3. Hopefully you're having a phenomenal day. Whatever day you're listening or perhaps watching this podcast at our YouTube channel, Sparky3. Make sure to like the video, give us a subscribe. We greatly appreciate that. So with this episode of 44, it's episode one of two, basically, of E3 recap. Uh, E3 is going on two days down. Uh, Summer Game Fest uh, just went down the other day. Lots to talk about. And uh, joining with me to talk about everything we got going on, I got Zach here in the studio. Zach, how are you? I'm doing good. Yeah, we got quite a bit. We Over the last four days, starting with Summer Game Fest, we've had quite a bit of announcements and gameplay shows. So there's a lot out there now. Yeah, <laughs> no shit for that, for sure, dude. There, We have a, a very beefy list here. We basically have recorded every single announcement that's gone on between Summer Games Fest up into day three or day two of uh, E3 2021. So lots to break down, you know, when it comes to the stuff with E3, we got Ubisoft to talk about, Devolver Digital, we got Gearbox, Xbox, Bethesda, of course, uh, and then we also have Square Enix. Uh, no, uh, no, no PC gaming show on this episode, no future game show, and no Warner Brothers. Uh, based, that's just based on the time that we're recording. We'll probably follow those up on the next episode, which, speaking of, uh, if you're one of the uh, listeners out there that rock with us every single week and listen to us on the uh, the day that we come out, first off, you're a legend. I appreciate you for that. You may notice that, uh, hey, it's Monday, and the episode's up. Yeah, uh, doing a quick turnaround on this one, uh, just for the sake of E3, trying to get all of our reactions out as quickly as possible. And on top of that, we're actually giving you uh, du you know double damage this week in episodes. Uh, here on Monday, uh, we've got uh, 44 coming out, giving, like I said, Summer Game Fest, days one and two of E3. And then uh, Wednesday, we'll be releasing episode 45, where we're going to be talking about days three and four, which, of course, days three and four is going to have like Take-Two, mm -hmm. Capcom, uh, Nintendo, Bondi Namco, and then uh, the E3 Awards. Yep. as well so you know 45 will be out uh wednesday 8 a.m central standard time so no normal episode on tuesday um if you listen to this episode like later in the week perhaps like you don't listen to the day of hey the other episode's probably out too make sure to check out both of them get all of our thoughts we'd appreciate that and then uh 46 will go back to normal schedule um tuesdays 8 a.m central standard time and we're actually trying to get uh john and jimmy uh who's been on the show a few times now we're trying to get both of them on for 46 so that'll be a that'll be an exciting one that'll be fun we've never had four people on the show yet so it'll either go really well or it'll be a shit show. <laughs> well, one of the two. We'll see. All right. So first and foremost, like I said, if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure to give us a like, subscribe. We'd greatly appreciate that. Uh, go follow us on Twitter at LH Gamers Podcast, where I was very, very active today with everything going on. <laughs> Retweeting everything. Yes. So, yeah, you know, that's that's the one plus side to our Twitter is that if you want to just follow like really anything gaming related, I'm usually pretty well on top of it. And I'll cover everything across the industry. So it's a good central source for you. Uh, keep in mind, we got the Pokemon 25th and Zelda 35th anniversary specials. They are coming out. I've been saying that for a while, but I promise they are uh, Pokemon 25th should be recorded here in about a week uh, and then also if you want to go check out my other podcast anime plus that Zach also helps me out at uh, you can go follow us at Twitter at anime podcast we're available on all platforms and video format here on YouTube and lastly if you want to support us further the Patreon's a great way to do so don't feel obligated though if, you know hey just watching listening we appreciate that be a friend tell a friend um, but hey if you want to support us further we appreciate you so much for that all right Oh, let's jump into it. Yeah, we're going to be here a bit. <laughs> yep. Uh, all right, so we'll kick things off with Summer Game Fest, which, of course, uh, kind of kicked off this entire experience we're going through on uh, June 10th, that Thursday. So um, we talked about this last episode mm -hmm. with the leaks uh, that Jason Schreier basically said, hey, yes, this is a thing. It has, like, the Marvel XCOM, had, uh, you know, the cover for NBA 2K, this new game, which is like Cthulhu mixed with Saints Row, basically. Yeah. And then, of course, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands was the other one. And he did say, hey, that's confirmed. And that led off the show. Led off the show for Summer Game Fest, getting a first look at that with a release window of 2022. So that's the first thing Specifically here. Specifically early 2022. So yep. I would think hopefully within the first quarter. So Yeah. And I also got to say, um, with um, him saying that, that, hey, that leak is true, I am kind of hopeful that maybe on Monday – Day three of E3, maybe see like this Marvel XCOM. I don't know. I don't know where we are in development for that. Could be later this year. 
So it's just something to look out for. Uh, then we had uh, Metal Slug Tactics was announced as well. Um, Death Stranding Director's Cut for the PlayStation 5 was announced. And potentially a Metal Gear tease? I don't know what that was. I mean, considering it's Kojima's team, yep. that could literally just be a joke for them that yep. they did and could mean nothing. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, you know, Jeff, uh, he's pretty good friends with Kojima, and he tried to get it out of him about his new game, and he, yeah. w- he wouldn't talk. Uh, so who knows? It could be a tease. could be just a joke just for the memes. I don't know. Uh, we also had Jurassic World Evolution 2 announced, and Jeff Goldblum <laughs> was... Very cringy. Yes. He did not, he does not do well in game announcement. That was clear. Uh, we also have a Korean MMO, Lost Ark, is now coming to the West this fall, 2021. Shout out to that. Uh, had some Among Us updates that was actually pretty cool. Kind of got my interest with a couple things. I haven't played Among Us in a while. A new mode, Hide and Seek. Uh, a couple new roles. They only showed two, a sheriff and a scientist. So I'm assuming that will also be randomized like mm-hmm. the like the imposters. Shout out to that. New colors, which they've been releasing on their Twitter for a while now. Uh, Coral, tan, rose, maroon, banana, and gray. Visor cosmetics, that's pretty cool. Uh, achievements, shout out to that. And uh, Map 5 is confirmed to be in development. They literally showed one little box of something. Yeah. And on the screen, it's like, this is all they're allowing me to show. And then the other thing that was later now was 15 player lobbies yep yep which we do have a release date on that that was announced in the xbox show we'll mm-hmm. get to that here in a little bit uh salt and sacrifice the sequel to salt and sanctuary 2022 release online co-op ps4 ps5 uh two-point campus uh, escape from tarkov uh, tarkov um battle in the streets gameplay trailer shout out to that uh stranger things and smite okay interesting uh how would you pronounce this next one the anacurus the anacurus that what he said, yeah. Which is going to be a Left for Dead style co op shooter. I'm sure. I'm sure that kind of caught your eye. Oh yeah, no, I yeah. saw it. And I was very happy with it. I mean, honestly, rather than Left for Dead, it reminded me more of uh, Rainbow Six Quarantine, which we're also getting the extraction, which yep. we now Ubisoft. But it reminded me more of that of just the whole pushing forward to get to zones. Right. Right. Um, uh, up next from there, we have Coach Media uh, reveals new publishing label, Prime Matter, and revealed that there are 12 upcoming games that are going to be published underneath it, including Payday 3, uh, New Gungrave, and a new Painkiller. That was kind of a shocker. <laughs> that that whole thing was really confusing because they ran through that real quick and they said, and Painkiller. And then at the end of it, I was like, wait, did they just nonchalantly say Payday 3? Like, are you serious right now? <laughs> <laughs> like it was no big deal, basically. Uh, we also have uh, Vampire the Masquerade. It's uh, Blood Hunt. It's like a BR-style game coming out this year. I actually liked how that looked. I'm very curious by it. Vampire BRs, you know, whatever. Let's let's do it. Let's jump into it. Uh, Tales of Arise trailer. You know, Tales of Arise, very notable series there. Uh, Fast and Furious and Rocket League are teaming up. Again. Uh, yep, again. Uh, that Game Company's Sky Children of Light is coming out on the Switch this month on the 29th. Uh, we got our first looks at uh, Sombra and Baptiste in Overwatch 2, how they're looking for the new game. We have Planet of Lana confirmed for 2022. Monster Hunter Stories 2 Wings of Liberty story trailer. Uh, Endless Dungeon gameplay. We have near, uh, 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 how do you pronounce that? Automa- Automatos. Automatos, thank you. 2B, and uh, is mixing up with some Fall Guys. Get a Fall Guys skin. Shout out to that. <laughs> I honestly have forgotten Fall Guys is a thing. I mean, Fall Guys' is, uh, popularity has definitely tr- fallen down, but as soon as they said that and I saw Fago- Fall Guys, I was like, oh, God, no, please, no. It's like, okay, here we go. Uh, Gearbox and Norse Falls, uh, Tribes of Midgard. Now, this is one that actually has my eye a little bit. Uh, I saw this on the the play, you know, the uh, PlayStation Store the mm-hmm. other day. Uh, for this, in this case, um, you know, it's uh, we got the release date of July 27th of this year for PS4, PS5, and Steam. But this is a game that it's actually got my eye. I feel like it could be a fun co-op game. Uh, we also got the uh, the gameplay video for Evil Dead the game. Got a Back for Blood gameplay trailer. I know this is one that you're really yep. pumped up for. Uh, and then we also had... Now, this one was very interesting uh, for me. The uh, OG Call of Duty Zombies creator. Uh, creators is a better way to put it. There were two of them. Uh, announces a new game studio called Deviation Games. Uh, and they have partnered with PlayStation on a new AAA title. We have no information outside of that, but still pretty interesting. And then uh, lastly, the big one to close out Summer Game Fest. Very, very long overdue. What everybody was waiting for. Yep, even even when it was leading up to it, even Jeff Keighley was just like, it's finally time. And that is uh, Elden Ring gameplay trailer with a release date of January 21st, 2022. 
Uh, and that was all the announcements for Summer Game Fest on that first day. So let's let's kind of talk about it a little bit more in detail. Uh, Zach, starting with you here, what are some immediate takeaways from you uh, for Summer Game Fest? I would imagine Back for Blood is one. Uh, that would probably be your biggest one if I had to take a guess. What, what are some other ones that uh, kind of caught your eye here? The ones that really caught my eye was definitely Back for Blood, but I've been yep. hyped for Back for Blood since the first announcement. At the Game Awards. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, Actually, Metal uh, Slug Tactics. I'm quite a fan of the Metal Slug series, so when they said uh, Tactics game, and as soon as I saw that first at Aesthetic, I was like, Metal Slug? Really? <laughs> I'm like, I'm completely okay with this. Um, the Anna Cruz, mm-hmm. that looks very entertaining. I uh, hope to see where that goes, because I'm a sucker for... Uh, co-op games like that. Which for the Anna Cruz, uh, it's everyone. You know, you have four characters that are stuck on a ship. Is that that's the the basis, correct? Yeah, pretty much. What I got from it is your four people stuck on a ship trying to escape because shit's gone bad, and now you're being hunted by. Uh, pretty much looks like the creatures from Prey to me. Right. Uh, besides that, of course, Tiny Tina's Wonderland, mm-hmm. Big Borderlands. We talked about that last week with Jimmy. Yep. So very looking forward to that, and I mean, <laughs> their trailer was very Borderlands esque, and just the cast they had was very in- interesting, right? Of voice actors and things like that. So I'm curious how the scripting and uh, storyline of that will be. Besides that, mm, the other other thing was that was sort of interesting was the Blood Hunt game. That might be interesting. And that, not a whole lot. Uh, actually, I take that back. Evil Dead. I'm curious how Evil Dead is. Because it looks like another asymmetrical uh, 4v1 game. So I'm sort of curious how that'll go. Would you feel like uh, Summer Game Fest is a little bit on the lackluster side? Compared to some of the other conferences, no. Okay. I feel like it was a decent opening to what we could expect for E3 weekend. And, Fair. Uh, the only downside I feel like to it is that which we'll get more into it, is I feel like anything, everything that Gearbox was going to announce, they showed off at Summer's Games Fest, so I had nothing for themselves. Yeah, and you know, um, you know, this is a, a plug for uh, a later one here, but uh, another little example of that is, you know, Ubisoft was on day one, let off day one of E3. Of course, they have Far Cry 6 coming out and got real no gameplay out of Far Cry 6, but they showed gameplay for, <laughs> in the middle of the Xbox show. Mm-hmm. On day two, mm-hmm. that they could have used for their own show to make their show better, but whatever, you know, do you know? I'm sure you got a nice paycheck from someone to get it on Summer Game Fest or you know with Xbox, but no, I, I agree with you there. There, you know, there's definitely some stuff that could have been saved for other conferences. Uh, I don't know as a like as a whole, I feel like it was a little bit of a lackluster show. You know, it is definitely better than some of the others we've had, but as a whole, I do feel like it was a little lackluster. Uh, for me, you know, obviously number one big takeaway is Elden Ring. Yeah. That is the number one. And I got to say, that release date, kind of sus. I'm Why gonna, do you say that? I, it's like, are we actually going to hit that release date or is it going to get delayed? I don't. I, I find it hard to believe we're going to hit that. Seven, we're seven months out from the game. I just find it kind of hard to believe that we're going to hit We're going to hit that 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 release date. I, it would not shock me if it gets delayed. It just wouldn't. Uh, I hope it doesn't. I mean, how long ago was it announced? Like two years ago? 2019, yeah. I mean, I feel like there's a good chance it could come out January without too many issues. See, there's definitely a good chance, but it, it ultimately comes down to how much, you know, based on the release date, you know, let's go ahead and assume they have, but it, it's going to come down to, you know, how much uh, progress they were able to make during all the quarantine last year working, you know, because I know that slowed down a lot of games. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't know. That That's the that's a very early release date. Uh, definitely did not expect a release date for Elden Ring. Um you know, I feel like I feel like everyone could have expected Elden Ring here at this E3, yeah. but a release date did not expect. But you know, the gameplay uh, I thought was you know was pre- was pretty cool. It gave you a good you know that uh, that trailer gives you, gave you a really good example of what to expect out of the gameplay, and that was pretty dope. Um, like I already kind of mentioned, the Among Us stuff was actually kind of interesting. You know, I'm kind of interesting about the new roles. Which, I, I am interested uh, about that. Funny enough, actually, all that stuff that they're adding is actually community mods. Really? Yeah, that's been mods that have been or mods or custom games people have been doing in the community for some time that they've picked up and decided to put in as actual features. I know hide and seek is just like some m- game mode that, you know, 
community to yeah, yeah community created so i knew that but i didn't know about the mods for like sheriff and scientist yep. so you know pretty interested to see about that uh like i said the tribes of midgard you know it's, it's a, a multiplayer game and i feel like that could be a lot of fun that's one that i'm gonna have my eye on here in the near future um and even though i never played the first one for some reason i really want to play jurassic world evolution 2 I know it's a, you know, a park builder game, but for some reason, I really want to play it. And I don't know why, but I can tell you it's not because of Jeff. I can tell you that up front. Um, I do agree with you. I, Metal Slug Tactics kind of came out of nowhere for me. I'm not a big Metal Slug fan like you are, but I agree with you. Metal Slug coming into that sort of genre was very interesting. Um, so I don't, I don't know. I mean, I thought Summer Game Fest was okay. I don't think it, it kind of blew anything off the ma- off the wall here. But I am, I am curious about this uh, AAA title and the partnership with PlayStation from Deviation Game Studios. I am interested in that. I'm sort of assuming we won't hear anything about that for like at least another yeah. two years. Yeah, it'll be a while. Uh, but you know, do have some interest there. Um, but Elden Ring was overall my my biggest one. Yeah, you El- know. Elden Ring was definitely the showstopper in. Overall, for Summer Games Fest, I feel like it was fitting for what it is. It's sort of the opener for yeah. E3 weekend. I wouldn't ever really expect anything too big to show up in it because nobody specific showcase, but just sort of a nice little, hey, we're starting. Here's some stuff to get you ready. See, we you, uh, you say that, but, man, Jeff's got some connections. You never know because keep in mind, uh, he, got the, um, he got the Series X reveal a couple years ago, the Game Awards. So he's got connections, so you never know what he can get at, at Summer Game Fest. You never know what he can pull out of his ass. Uh, all right, so let's hop over to uh, E3 Day 1. we got three different things to talk about here. Kicking things off first with Ubisoft let off the day. So uh, first and foremost, Brahala, uh, Brahala uh, and TMNT is teaming up there. Uh, we also, I thought uh, this is one that I thought you'd be interested in here, is uh, we got Watch Dogs Legion Bloodline DLC. It looks good. Yeah, I know. I know you. You've talked a lot about uh, Watch Dogs to me before. How you were, you know, a big fan of that game when it popped out. Mm-hmm. What last year, right? Well, I've been playing Watch Dogs since the first one with yeah, Aiden yeah. Pierce. Played two, and then Legion. Yeah, when it came out, I've been having fun with that. Just going around recruiting random ass teams of people. Yeah. Uh, then we also have uh, Rainbow Six uh, Extraction story trailer, uh, Rainbow Six Extraction gameplay as well. So we got a good look at that one, which that is obviously what was originally called Quarantine, yes. now called uh, Extraction. Uh, we also got to look at uh, Riders Republic, uh, which is going to be coming out on September 2nd. You know, I forgot that hadn't come out. I'd yeah. seen it so long, and I remember them announcing it. I had honestly thought it had come out. <laughs> Just like how we forgot Rainbow Six Quarantine was a thing. <laughs> yeah, but they went dead quiet on Quarantine. They did, yeah. At least Riders Republic, I still saw stuff for. Okay, fair, fair. Uh, we also got um, the announcement of Rainbow Six Siege crossplay and Thunderbird trailer, so we got that going on for us. And then we had a, a pretty big, th- a pretty big thing here announced for Assassin's Creed Valhalla called the Discovery Tour, um, which I know it's going to be going to Paris. And then there was also uh, another DLC announced. I forgot which one it was. Um, uh, well, the DLC was the. Uh I think it was March or Assault on Paris, yeah, yeah. which is the new DLC because, as I said, this is the first Assassin's Creed that they're actually going to go further than just a bit after over a year to keep content going. Mm-hmm. And then the... Um, you just said it, but I already forgot it. The Assassin's Creed Discovery Tour is literally just going to be a walk-around backstory stuff, it looked like. Okay, gotcha. And, you know, I saw that, and my first thought was... Uh, I just immediately thought of Jimmy. <laughs> I just immediately thought of Jimmy how he's just like, man, I'm 167 hours into Odyssey and I'm not even two thirds done. And then I started thinking about the, how people are just like, man, I'm over 200 hours in Valhalla and I'm not even halfway done yet or whatever. So um, shout out to more content coming and they're wanting to support it for a couple of years. Uh, we also had the Far Cry 6 Antoine uh, cinematic, which of course is our uh, antagonist for this game, as well as this one caught my eye. And I have so many questions about this. Mm-hmm. The Far Cry 6 villain DLC. I have a lot of questions. See, I actually slightly remember them mentioning something about that when they first announced Far Cry 6 before it disappeared. Yeah. <laughs> um, I actually remember them mentioning something about that. They didn't show as much as they did in this show, which was really trippy. Mm-hmm. But, very trippy. Very yeah. true. So I'm, I'm very curious how this is going to go because it more or less seemed like you're going to get to play as our three previous villains in their mindset of sort of how they became what they were by the time you saw them in game and make them not seem as crazy, maybe. Right. 
And it, this is something that uh, is included with the season pass, as I know one thing they were kind of really pushing there. But I guess my questions about this is like, how long is each of these going to be? You know what I mean? For each three, each of the three villains, Voss, Megan, and uh, Joseph. Was that Far Cry 5? Joseph, right? Yes, Joseph. Yeah, yeah, Joseph. Um, so that was really my question out of this is how long are these going to be? Are these actually somewhat lengthy? Are these going to be pretty short since we're doing three different ones? That, that was kind of the questions that I had about this. I mean, I would feel like each of them might be a hour or two. Uh, because, I mean, other Far Cry DLCs besides Blood Dragon, since Blood Dragon's its whole own ridiculous 80s thing. Yep. Um. Shout out to that. Yeah, getting that also in it. Um, each one of Far Cry's DLCs, especially in 5, they at least were a couple hours worth of uh, gameplay for people. Because mm. uh, I will say, out of everything I've seen out of Far Cry 6, that's the thing that's interesting to me the most, is the villain DLC. I yeah. think I think that's very fascinating. Uh, and then we also had the official announcement for Mario Rabbit Sparks of Hope. I say it that way because Nintendo decided to take take the reins there and announced it on their website earlier in the day that that was happening, which, you know, I've seen some rumors over the past couple months that Mario and Rabbits was going to possibly get a sequel. Mm -hmm. Uh, So now we do officially have that confirmation there. And then uh, lastly, to close out Ubisoft's show, uh, this one I have personally seen no rumors on. Uh, If they're out there, I've missed them. But uh, Avatar game, uh, Avatar Frontiers of Pandora, coming out next year. Uh, that is one that definitely caught my eye. Uh, for me personally, that's my biggest takeaway. Uh, even though I've never seen the movie. Yes, I've never seen the movie. I'm just going to go ahead and throw that out there. I've still yet to see it. But uh, I do have a lot of appreciation for that world. And if this game is done right, man, first and foremost, this is going to be a beautiful game, first and foremost. Even the, you know the cinematic trailer that we yeah. got, which I do feel like the trailer that we got did sprinkle some gameplay in there. Not much, but I do feel like there was in there as well as just you know the cinematic that you know these trailers usually have. But if this game is done right, man, I really think this is going to be a absolutely beautiful game. Uh, other than that, my only other real takeaway is that, like I said, the villain DLC. Those are the those are the big ones that really caught my eye out of Ubisoft. Um, big shout out to the fact that they really had no Far Cry Six gameplay other than the villain DLC. You know, mm-hmm. like like I already mentioned, they they saved it for Xbox on day two. But uh, yeah, Avatar and the villain DLC are, are my personal favorite things that came out of Ubisoft and things that I'm personally looking forward to. Uh, what about you? How are you feeling towards what stuff that Ubisoft put out? For Ubisoft, the most things that caught my attention was uh, Rainbow Six Extraction. Mm-hmm. I've been looking forward to that after because the quarantine event that we got a couple years back was very fun, which is what this stemmed from. And um, Extraction looks very fun. Gives a good... And PVE to a game that's strictly PvP for the most part and allows people to play with assault and defending operators together on teams, mm-hmm. which will be fun. Um, Watch Dogs Legion Bloodline. That looks like it'll be a fun little DLC. Uh, Return of Aiden Pierce and Wrench, who are at odds with each other. And besides that, that's really it and for me from uh, Ubisoft. I mean, Far Cry 6... Cinematics look good as always, but yeah, as, as normal. I'll wait till I can get more for the game before deciding. Yeah, I agree. Um, all right, so let's hop over to Devolver Digital, which as a whole, I feel like you can agree with me on this. Oh, pretty weak. Before we do move on, I do want to mention one thing about the freaking Mario and Rabbids. Oh, what's up? Freaking, I love that they did a sequel, and I love that fucking um, Rabbit Rosalina's emo as hell. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I saw a lot of people commenting about that was the Rabbit Rosalina. I just saw a lot of people talking about that one. That's true. Um, so now let's hop over to Devolver Digital, which as a whole, I would say pretty lackluster show. I you mean, know. they usually are every year. Yeah. I never look forward to Devolver Digital other than what weird crap are you doing this year, guys? Yeah, basically. Uh, so the first thing we have here is uh, Trek to Yomi, which is a, I believe it's like Shadow Warriors 3, Shadow Warrior 3 or something like that. I don't know. It's a black and white samurai game, which I thought, I think the black and white style is uh, kind of interesting that they're going with there. Uh, then we also have Wizard with a Gun, uh, which is a co-op sandbox survival game. Now that's one that, Okay, interesting. Kind of, kind of catch my eye a little bit there. Uh, this next one I feel like you would like, which is called Inscription, Deck Building, Roguelike Mechanics, Escape Room Style Puzzles, Psychological Horror. I know you're a big uh, Deck Builder fan, you know. Yeah, but then you said puzzle and I went, hell no. 
Oh, that, okay. That's where he's like, yep, I'm out. Uh, we have Devolver t- uh, Tumble Time, which is going to be a mobile game, which is going to have a wide cast of uh, Devolver digital uh, characters across franchises, all a part of this game, just a little puzzle game. And then Demon Throttle. Uh, do you have any takeaways from this? Uh, I mean, Wizard with a Gun's kind of interesting. The the concepts, and the, other than that, I, I, got, I have nothing. I mean, Wizard with a Gun looks fairly comical. could be entertaining if you get the right group of people together for it. Uh, the deck building game, I might give it a glance, um, depending on what I'll, how it actually r- runs and everything. Mm-hmm. And then Devil Throttle was eh. Yeah. Um, next up, we have uh, Gearbox, um, which mm-hmm. <laughs> leading off the show was Godfall. Do you remember Godfall? I forgot that was a game. So did I. Yep. That was a PS5 launch title. It is now confirmed to be coming to PS4 as well on August 10th. <laughs> Very curious to see how that's going to run. Guess we'll see. Uh, and whenever you do, if you do purchase it for uh, PS4, that will give you a free PS5 upgrade for whenever you do get a PS5 eventually, as well as a Fire and Darkness DLC announcement, which shout out to the fact they're doing DLC for it. And don't forget Lightbringer. Yeah, and, and Lightbringer as well. True. Um, Godfall is a game that I really had my eye on leading up to the PS5 release, but never ended up playing it because I just I heard how mediocre it was. Mm-hmm. So hopefully with some of these updates they have going on with the DLC and stuff, it just kind of further enhances the game to kind of motivate me to want to finally try it out. Because it does look cool, but I've just heard nothing but just like middle-of-the-road things. I've never heard anyone say it's phenomenal. Um, we also had the announcement that Homeworld 3 is in production, but that's it. <laughs> Nothing else. So, okay, yeah, carry on. <laughs> uh, we also we also got a little bit more on Tiny Tiny Tina's uh, uh, Wonderlands, which, which is a small update that you can fight uh, wyverns. Cool. You know, we didn't really... Honestly, for, th- for this game getting announced and everything for it coming out last year, we really didn't get a whole lot on it, personally. Uh, you know, just got a little snippets here and there. Uh, and then lastly, which took up a majority of the show was, uh, the owner of gearbox just dancing around the, the set of the borderlands movie, but not actually showing anything but a gun. That was really the only thing that got revealed was, was a gun. Yeah. Other than that, all we know was the cast, which you could already find. And yep. I now I'm sort of depressed cause Roland's going to be short as hell. Yep. With Kevin Hart, which, you know, it was funny when they brought Kevin Hart on because Kevin Hart was just like, oh, shit, why am I here? You know, he, you could tell he was not very f- enthused to just get bum-rushed like that. Yeah, but. he he wasn't down. But, I mean, I got to admit, Kevin Hart, and he he rolled with He's like, okay, sure, and got in his thing and did his thing. Then afterwards, Pete Stout was like, I appreciate the effort there, man. <laughs> yeah, at least he tried. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, when it comes to Gearbox, I mean, it was a very lackluster show, um, mostly because the majority of the show was focused on the Borderlands movie. That was the majority of their show, but yeah. they they showed nothing about it really. It was just like, oh, you know, we're li- we're trying to make a good sci-fi movie, you know, not just trying to make a good video game movie. We got to see a gun, cool. But I mean, that that's where a majority of their show took place, and it was just. It was just kind of meh. I mean, I, I don't really have any big takeaways from it. Yeah, I guess some slight interest on Godfall because that is something that I may want to try eventually. But mm-hmm. I don't know. What about you? Do you have any takeaways from this being a you know Gearbox supporter? I mean, not really because most of the stuff they even uh, showed because they even showed a bit more of uh, Tribes of Midgar. Mm-hmm. And they showed that at Summer Games Fest. I was done as soon as it started and it went with the whole Gearbox universe. And I went, well, this is a shit show. Oh yeah, that was that was a big part of the show. As soon as they did that, I was like, "Well, there's nothing here." Yeah, because anytime I see that, instead of someone actually being like, "Hey, what's we got this," I'm just like, "They got nothing." Yeah, they they had nothing to actually give us, and that was very apparent. Um, all right, so let's hop over to, uh, this, you know, to day two, uh, which is the day that we're recording here on Sunday. Uh, this is obviously one of the the, the big days of E3. Mm-hmm. This is Xbox and Bethesda ninety minute showcase. Uh, first and foremost, the show led off with Starfield, a game that we've been uh, expecting to see here at E3. Uh, Washington Post said, oh, you know, the conference starts in 20 minutes. That's cool, but what if you see the trailer no. now? <laughs> I feel like there was a switch in uh, when that was supposed to show up as yep. soon as that came out. <laughs> yep, yep. So uh, I, I did get to watch the Starfield trailer 
20 minutes early. So that was, uh, that was interesting. Uh, so like I said, that led off the show. Uh, we did get a release date as well in this trailer of, um, 11, 11, 22, you know, how Todd Howard likes his 11, 11s, uh, for release dates. Uh, the trailer looked very interesting. You know, obviously we got, we got no gameplay of course. Um, but, it, but with just, uh, the, the narrative of the trailer does give you a little bit of, what to expect. You know, I kind of see this as like a no man's sky feel where you're mm-hmm. just going to be exploring, but maybe on a smaller scale since no man's sky is like, what is isn't it like limitless kind of like Minecraft. Yes. So I see it on a smaller scale, but I, I don't know. I mean, either way that, that is something very exciting. Um, after that, um, we had stalker two with a release date of April 28th, uh, 2022. This is Xbox first launch. Okay, before it goes over to the others, mm-hmm. uh, time to launch. It's also gonna be Game Pass Day One, which also I gotta stress. Almost all of these are like Game Pass Day One. I mean, and I mean Microsoft's been pushing that for a long yep. time because anything that they have is exclusive. They want people to be able to play. So if people have Game Pass and already paying money, here you go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we also did get a release date for Back for Blood, which I'm actually going to fact check my release date and make sure that I didn't like misclick on the year. Because uh, the, the year that I have typed here is October 12th, 2022. Was that right or is it coming no, out? This? It's coming out this year. Okay, then I did get that wrong. My fault. Because it's already been pushed back once. Well, okay. It's supposed to come out this month. Okay. So we did get the release date for Back for Blood. Uh, like I said, October 12th of this year. Game Pass Day 1. Shout out to that. Uh, we also got the announcement of uh, Contraband, uh, which is Game Pass Day 1. Whenever Curious it comes what out. that is. Yep, kind of curious about that one. Uh, sea of Thieves and Pirates of the Caribbean time up with uh, a new DLC expansion called A Pirate's Life. Uh, that is going to be a free expansion coming out here in literally like a few days on the 22nd. I'm very curious about that because that gave me very heavy uh, GTA 5 heist vibes. So I feel like it'll be something very interesting to it'll bring life back into Sea of Thieves because I know it's got a strong community. Yeah, it does. Uh, we also got to see uh, our first actual look at real gameplay for Battlefield 2042. Shout out to that. Uh, we got to uh, get to see a little bit on a game called 12 Minutes, which looked kind of interesting. Uh, Psychonauts 2 finally got a release date on this one, August 25th of this year. Uh, we did get some Fallout 76 content like I figured we would. Uh, we got the announcement of two expansions. So we have Steel Rain, uh, which can be focused on the Brotherhood of Steel. That's what they're called, right? Yes. Okay, I just want to make sure. Uh, we, uh, it's July 7th, very, very soon. And we also have Fallout The Pit going to Pittsburgh next year. So shout out to that as well. Uh, we also had a little party game announced, which kind of low-key looked kind of fun, like a game that I could see like our group of friends having fun with one night. See, I saw that, and I wanted to look into who the developer of that is because that looks heavily like gang beasts oh really yeah pretty much it's that weird physics punching trying to eliminate other people's on the map just with uh fur skins instead of a just a blob that you throw hair on yeah the, that game is called party animals so that's something to keep an eye on uh hades is coming to game pass on august 13th shout out to that hades being one of the most notable games that came out last year was even put up for game of the award nominations and did win some game of the award nominations uh somerville uh coming out in 2022 it's gonna be an xbox first launch uh and then of course one that we were very obviously expecting it was on the damn promo art for the the conference halo infinite you know got to look at the free-to-play multiplayer uh, campaign first look, and all we got was holiday 2021, no actual release date. Uh, they did confirm it's going to be 120 FPS support. Um, that is one that caught my eye. I'm going to follow back up to that. Specifically on Series X. For the, yeah, for the 120. Or Series Yep, for the, yeah, for the 120 FPS. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Uh, I'm going to follow up on Halo Infinite here in a minute. Uh, we also got a release date for Diablo 2 Resurrected coming out September 23rd, 2021. That is one that I am excited for. We also have Plague Tale Requiem. Uh, that's coming out in 2022, Game Pass Day 1. Uh, we actually got, got mentioned earlier, actual Far Cry 6 gameplay. Didn't look too bad. Look, look like it could be pretty fun. Uh, Slime Rancher 2. Shout out to that, Woo-hoo. I guess. <laughs> 2022, Game Pass Day 1. Uh, Shredders, which is a snowboarding game. Been a long time since we had some of those. Uh, that's coming out of December of this year, Game Pass Day 1. Uh, we have Atomic Heart. That was announced, Game Pass Day 1 as well. Replaced, 2022, Xbox first launch game pass day one and then we had the grounded shroom and doom update and the actual like trailer for this was hilarious the narrative in the trailer was 
was absolutely cracking me up. But if you listen to Animan Plus, then you may know that I absolutely despise spiders. This is a game that I cannot play. Even with the arachnophobia mode, the blobs still creep me out, which shout out to the fact that even in the trailer when they showed off the new big giant spider, the guy's like, yeah, you probably want to put on arachnophobia mode for this, but even that blob scares the shit out of me. Yeah, me too. Same. Uh, we also had uh, a couple of announcements of a couple of new games for a word that I do not know how to pronounce. Um, Eudine Chronicle. Yeah, you got it. All right, we'll roll with that. Uh, we have that right. You know, the title is being Rising coming out twenty twenty two, and a hundred heroes coming out in twenty twenty three. I saw these, and actually, Loki kind of looked kind of fun. Uh, that's something I may have to keep my eye on. Uh, game, that's also Game Pass Day One. Uh, we also have the Ascent Game Pass Day One. There, Age of Empires Four coming out in October twenty eighth of this year. Game Pass Day One. Uh, the Outer Worlds 2 was officially announced, uh, which that one was another funny, like, little, you know, announcement where it's just like, we have nothing to show you. There is literally nothing the developers have except the title, Outer Worlds 2. <laughs> we can show you one thing, the silhouette of your main character, but not anything else because we have no gameplay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, that, of course, being an Xbox exclusive, and it will be Game Pass Day 1. Uh, Flight Simulator coming out in July 21st of this year for the Xbox Series X and S, plus a Top Gun expansion that will be free this fall, and that is also Game Pass Day 1. Uh, of course, we have uh, this This one took a few minutes of the show. Uh, Forza Horizon 5 confirmed for um, November 9th, 2021. That is, of course, an Xbox exclusive. Game Pass Day 1, and also shout out to the fact that Xbox Brazil uh, messed up on their tweet that they put out about Halo Infinite, and they accidentally put that release date. They they mixed up the they mixed up what they were trying to do there. They immediately deleted it, but it did catch some rounds there for a few minutes. Where everyone's like, "Oh no, is it coming out the same day as Horizon?" Like, no, it's not, dumbass. But whatever. And then to close off the show, we got a new um, title from Bethesda. Uh, the exact uh, people that are working on this game are the ones who created Prey and Dishonored. Uh, the, that's the devs working on this one called Redfall. It's coming out summer of next year, and this will be a Game Pass day one. So a lot in that 90-minute presentation. They showed off 30-something games, 27 of them going to Game Pass Day 1. Uh, Zach, start with you. What are some uh, What are some big takeaways from this huge 90-minute, honestly a banger, let's be honest. Yeah. It was a great showcase. So what would be some big takeaways for you? My biggest takeaways would be Atomic Heart, which it looks like Russian cybernetic Bioshock. Freaking love the Bioshock series, and it gives me those vibes, so I'll be very curious to mess with that. Uh, Udon 100 Heroes. That looks like it'll be a very fun JRPG. Gives me Octopath travel vibes. It did, yeah, it did give me Octopath. Yeah. As well as the bit of combat they showed looked very interesting to me. I'm very curious how that combat system works with how it sort of had it in almost a spherical standoff and people on like different landings and stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm very curious how that works because it looks very entertaining. Right. Um, Diablo 2 Resurrected. Yep. It'd be fun to go back to Diablo 2. Yep. Uh, still going to wait on f more Far Cry stuff. Hades will be fun on console. Definitely very intrigued by the Sea of Thieves story mode. I've never been a big Sea of Thieves fan, but I might jump in just to mess with that, see how that goes. Uh, Contraman. Curious what this co-op open world game is going to be. I'm sort of wondering if it's going to be a bunch of heists based on how it started off by showing the plans of them stealing said chest. Um, because I'd be down for another co-op heist game. Payday is so much fun, and if we can get something else like that, that'll be good. Uh, would like more Starfield back for Blood. We already know how I feel on that. Yep. Do you like how in this uh, trailer for Xbox it did finally reveal there will be PvP that people have been looking forward to. Mm -hmm. So the return of the infamous Left 4 Dead PvP of an special infected versus humans. Uh, didn't really care for the snowboarding. I actually dozed off during that because <laughs> I was so unconcerned by it. Uh, Age of Empires 4. Super happy to see a new Age of Empires game. Curious why it's on console. I mean, RTSs aren't necessarily bad on console, but I've seen very few good ones. Right. I can agree to that. So I'm sort of curious. I'm hoping... Since it's on the Microsoft, I assume it's going to be on PC as well. 
But if not, I'm going to ask, what the hell are you doing, Microsoft? <laughs> and why have you done this to us? And that, the only other thing was, uh, though I don't play 76, the new story DLC and uh, Expedition DLC seem interesting, and hopefully for everyone that's uh, still playing 76 has fun with that, because they look very entertaining. Yeah, they did. Uh, did Redfall catch your eye at all? Were you had any interest in Redfall at the end of the show? Yeah, I'll wait for more information. That's fair. That's fair. You know, with this uh, Redfall announcement that we got, it was pretty much one big cinematic trailer. You know, um, it didn't actually really show any gameplay. You know, it gave you a gist of what each character can do. I mean, yeah. we, got, we at least got that. I also noticed that um, I, I didn't catch any of their names, but the dude that had the uh, the sniper and had, like, the little glowy eye, mm-hmm. you know, I did just random little tidbit. I did notice his voice actor was, uh, I have no idea how to pronounce his last name, but Yuri, uh, who voiced, like, Sasuke in yeah. the Naruto dub and voiced, you know, Peter Parker in Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Yuri starts with an L. I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but I did notice that was the voice actor there. Uh, but I mean, Redfall, I'm with you, you know, just want to see more, you know, what, what what's going to come out of this. But, you know, you know, being from the devs from Prey and Dishonored, you know, the gameplay may be pretty it should solid. Be solid. Yeah, it should be pretty solid. I will say my biggest takeaway from this show, and it does make me really happy to say this, hmm. is Halo Infinite. Uh, I was such a big Halo fan growing up, played the first three, played three an unhealthy amount. A lot of our friends played yes. that three unhealthy amount. Yes, um, John, who was he was been on the show a couple times. He was one of the one of the few that uh, played an unhealthy amount with me. Uh, played Reach quite a bit. Uh, four, I really dropped off at four when three four three took over, and I didn't really care for five either. I do say I will admit that five has you know good multiplayer. Yes, I won't I won't sit here and bash that, but I've really fallen out of Halo over the last two titles. But uh, with Halo Infinite, we got uh, a little peek at the campaign you know no real opinion on that because it didn't give us much of a peek on it except i guess a new ai yeah cortana 2 <laughs> uh but the big thing was we did get to see a decent look at the multiplayer and that's where i've, and I guess I've the, got a lot of interest the big thing which i miss is the physics in that looks amazing yeah it does and people are going to come up with some ridiculous crap using those physics. Yes, yes. I'm really I th- the grappling hook is going to be game changer, man. I'm looking forward to using that. It looks absolutely just as fun as can be. And you know, it you know, if it, it feels good to actually be excited for a Halo game cuz I have not been really been excited for Halo since Probably Reach mm-hmm. was the last time. So I feel like, I almost feel like a kid again, you know, getting excited for this. Uh, you know, that multiplayer, of course, is free to play. We've already known that from last year, and it will be released separately from the campaign. So you don't have to get both. You can just get the multiplayer, or you can get the campaign, or both, or whatever. Um, so that you know, I am very pumped up to try the multiplayer coming out this year. But you know, shout out to the fact that we still just don't have a release date. Just holiday twenty twenty one. Still working out on when they actually want to release it. You know, I would bet November, but it wouldn't shock me December. You know, we have a, you know, horizon early November. They're not going to want to overlap. So late November or December, uh, who knows, maybe even October. But I would probably guess like December is going to be my guess. That would be my guess, too, because I'm pretty sure December's when they released six, wasn't it? Uh, What, Halo? You mean Halo 5? Was it Halo 5? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Um, Because I think... Yeah, because Halo 4 was in November, I believe. Because I went to that midnight release with John and Jared. Okay. And I think 5 was in December. But uh, that would probably be my biggest. Uh, I am excited that we got uh, the actual release date for Diablo 2 Resurrected. That is one that I have my eye on for multiple reasons. Uh, Mostly, I think it's really cool how Diablo 2, you can, you know basically cross progression i thought mm-hmm. that was really cool because I, I mentioned this to josh you know josh only has a switch in terms yeah. of current consoles so i was just like yo you know we get it for switch we can play together but then i can also go back and play it on pc or something and still have the same style i thought that was really cool mm-hmm. um you know so shout out to the fact that you know blizzard put out a release date for diablo 2 resurrected but not diablo immortal but whatever um like i said actual far cry 6 gameplay that was kind of cool to see there uh the eodon eudin Chronicle, how you pronounce that. For fans of the franchise, I apologize. If you listen to Animan Plus, you know I'm terrible with names. It's just my thing, okay? Um, let's see. I, I'm with you as well on the Sea of Thieves. Uh, that, that, that was very interesting there. Um, and then, of course, Starfield. That's a game that still just want to know more about is the bottom line. Yeah. I, I just want to know more about it. I mean, like I said, I from the general gist 
of the trailer and how the narrative went, I'm just assuming it's going to be like a No Man's Sky, but on a smaller scale since No Man's Sky is limitless, basically. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be on a smaller scale, but maybe it's going to be like where there's X amount of planets, but those planets are like fully explorable. You know, maybe something like that. I don't know. Um, you know, this also big, the big takeaway with Starfield as well to note here is that this is the first game that Bethesda has made with their new engine, the creation, it was like creation engine two, mm-hmm. I believe is what they titled it, which that's a big deal. I mean, this, you know, when it comes to the Xbox side of things, Starfield is going to probably be like the first real, like huge, huge next gen type of experience. Almost definitely, especially since they're pushing Starfield to be the next Fallout, the next Elder Scrolls. So I assume we are going to have several planets, and I pretty much guess that for the most part, they're going to be pretty much explorable. Yeah. Which, that, that is very exciting, mind you. That is super cool. That's a very fascinating topic, mm-hmm. a very fascinating style of game. Um, so I, I do have a lot of excitement for Starfield. I'm, um, I'm slightly curious how many companion you'll be able to acquire and what ridiculous ways people are going to try and kill the most annoying. Because <laughs> without fail in Fallout, Elder Scrolls, there's always one or two. And people always find a way to kill them. Unless they're Lydia, <laughs> then she always survives. Well, yeah, Lydia always <laughs> survives. No <laughs> doubt about that. Uh, th- those would probably be my biggest takeaways, though, man. Um, I, I, like I said, I am very happy to say that Halo was probably my biggest. It's been a long time since I've been excited for Halo. So that, that is really cool. I mean, the multiplayer, like like I, like you said, the physics for it and everything looks really good. Uh, I, I have a lot of hope for uh, this Halo for the first time in a while. Great conference, though. Yes. You know, Xbox nailed it, man. Ap- Xbox absolutely nailed it. Uh, so, all right, so let's jump, jump over to um, our final conference here to talk about for this episode. Um, that's Square Enix, which um, kind of a letdown for a lot of people, honestly. It was very meh. Um, a majority of the show, this is a 40-minute presser, and about 20 minutes of it was focused on this new Guardians of the Galaxy game. Mm-hmm. And the first thing that I want to say is, Shout out to the fact they managed to keep this game under wraps for as long as they have. That's the first thing I, I want to say is that they that this game has been able to stay a secret, especially because of the release date that we got. Yeah, I mean it's coming out in a few months. Yeah, no, it's coming out this year. Yeah, October twenty sixth of this year. Um, so you know, Square Enix, Marvel, automatically people get a little sketch because of Avengers. Avengers was a shit show and that's kind of how i feel you know I, i'm taking this game with a, with a big grain of salt here uh it's a story driven game uh which i wish that's what avengers would have been um single player again i wish that was what avengers would have been uh dynamic choices that is one that i am very interested in i think that is very very i quite enjoyed this whole gameplay and the dynamic choice that we had in this yeah what they want to show us do you want to sell Groot? Or do, do you, you want, want to sell, sell Rocket? Rocket? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, for this game, you will be playing as Star-Lord. Um, now, that's, you know, they, they talked about this game a lot. They did not specify at all if you would play as anyone else. I would go ahead and assume no. But it would not surprise me if maybe like 20 minutes in the game you're playing as one person or yeah, the other. because what they said, they said that you are star-lord and pretty much during the entire game you're gonna have the other guardians around you yep and even during combat it didn't mention like you can use the other guardians abilities so you'll have some way to direct them in some fashion it sounds like yeah and you know in terms of like playing as other characters i you how i kind of relate it in terms of will you get to play as another guardian at some point in the game think of spider-man one for the ps4 and Mm -hmm. think how there were two portions of the game where you played as mary jane and miles for a very short period of time for a single thing Mm -hmm. i view it kind of similar like that if we're going to get to play as another guardian it'll be in that capacity it will be pretty much 99 percent star lord see when you say that what i thought was actually much further back Uh, okay and uh jade empire oh okay did you ever play jade empire uh no i did not so pretty much it was a single player game where you made your fighter and throughout it it was uh you recruited uh allies and whatnot who would join your party and in small segments here and there you would play as one of them for certain stuff oh, okay just for gotcha. that segment then you gotcha. go back to your character so gotcha okay well that's also a good comparison um you know one little tidbit that i came across before we started recording it was from uh, jason schreier who i've talked about here on the show before very notable gaming insider he did say that this game has been set to be story driven single player way before the launch of avengers that this is not a reaction to the poor launch of avengers which i thought was kind of funny because that was 
That was legit what I thought when I when they were I'm talking about sure this. I'm pretty sure most people thought that. Yeah, I feel like that's a fair thought for everyone because Avengers was a shit show. I, I, what what they're trying to do here for Guardians, I wish they would have done for Avengers. Um, you know, with this 20 minutes of Guardians, they did. You know, it, thank, thankfully they gave us 20 minutes. I saw a lot of people in the comments that were very upset about that though. They're mm-hmm. like, all right, next, next, let's just announce stuff and move on. I'm glad they actually sat down and really showed us the game where we got to see a lot of gameplay. Uh, the gameplay looked okay i'm not gonna sit here and rave about it uh i did think it looked kind of interesting um i you know i i kind of i with when it comes to this game i don't know if it's because i'm such a big fan or because i've played them i've played it five times recently basically but this game kind of gives me a little bit of mass effect vibes because of the way you play where mm-hmm. you go through each guardian and have them assigned to do their set thing kind of like you would your two squad mates in mass effect the dynamic choices obviously mass effects fulfilled with them that's yeah. the whole point of the damn game which also brings up a question is with these choices you know how much is this going to impact the game that's what i want to know we saw in the trailer alone how it impact the game mm-hmm. where when they came up to the to the bridge you see star lord takes the takes the front here and said okay let's i change let's 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 sell groot instead you know and how did the guardians react they're like oh you push that thing i'm not pushing it you know so they retaliated yeah. you know so it does bring questions how much of these choices are going to play throughout the game is going to be a bunch of branching storylines and stuff similar to a mass effect similar to uh, you know like detroit become human yeah. another one just similar to that sort of stuff are we going to get that out of this game that's something i really want to know the gameplay here's my take on the gameplay the gameplay looked fine it didn't like blow me away like something like Spider-Man did or yeah. something. It didn't blow me away. But the gameplay for me was good enough for me because everything else they showed with the choices, how the story could potentially go, was my selling point. Where it's like, okay, I want to play this. See, I feel the same way. Like I, I agree with some people that they could have done a little less, but I do appreciate how much they put into it because... This Marvel uh, Square Enix game, I, at this point, feel more like I would be willing to buy it and mess with it versus uh, Avengers. From everything I saw, I had no interest in it. People got super hyped, but I was like, eh, it doesn't doesn't bring pull me in at all. Whereas this one, you sort of see that sort of Guardians dynamic people have gotten used to with the films and stuff, and then comic lovers, I'm pretty sure, I'm not... Could probably get it based on the his actual comic designs of the characters and everything. So I mean, the atmosphere of it was very good, and just even that starter starting thing of Gardeners of the Galaxy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that was that was a big thing about uh, this uh, whole trailer is that there was a lot of bits that had me laughing. I'm not gonna lie, which is what you want out of Guardians of the Galaxy. You want to laugh, yeah. have a good time. Like there was the one bit where he had like the tentacle around his neck, and he like he's like, no, no, I probably I'll call you later. Back. Yeah, <laughs> that was funny. Or even like the whole dynamic in the stories of these characters seems very compelling and brings me up because like when it was showing the gameplay when they're first getting off the ship after making the decision and everyone was just like well there's her cast well castle that's an impregnable fortress so how do we impregnate it ask quill back there (laughs) and you know back to like the choice and stuff another one that was you know funny is whenever you get to a point you throw rocket across the gap and like pops on your screen rocket is not happy with you or whatever you know just stuff like that it's funny and it also you know raises a lot of curiosity for the different choices and dynamics that's going to come out of this game um i have a lot of interest in this but i'm taking the whole thing with a grain of salt because Mm -hmm. of how much square botched Avengers, you know, in, in my opinion, obviously the, a lot of people's, Most people's opinion. opinion. Yeah. I mean, it did terrible. Um, also shout out to the, to our, uh, our, our good friend, Josh, who is the co-host, uh, fellow co-host of anime plus. He is a big guardians galaxy fan. Like he's like, he's a comic fan mm-hmm. before the movies ever came out. He's the one that told me about what to expect out of the guardians when they announced the movie. Um, you know, he was not happy with, uh, star Lord's character model. He called him like a knockoff Jake Paul, like a, a shitty YouTuber where he's just like, you know, he, the way Josh put it, he's like, man, star Lord's supposed to be like this ruthless outlaw or something. You know, this, this, this guy looks like the most dangerous thing he's ever done is order to the entire menu at McDonald's for a video. <laughs> well, I mean, the image for Star Lord has sort of changed yeah, since it the has. films with Chris Pratt. So yeah, it has, it has. Which you know, he was saying all this, and he, you know, where he was just like, it looks like you know, he ordered the whole menu for McDonald's and blah blah. blah. I'm like, 
but everything you're saying feels like it would fit Star Lord now. <laughs> like that just feels like his character. Yeah. I also had to tell Josh to be quiet because I was like, "Don't you dare knock Troy Baker. He's a very handsome man. <laughs> don't don't make fun of him. You know, Troy Baker. Shout out to him, dude. He's he's always got some uh some pretty big time roles popping out at all mm-hmm. times. Um, but I mean, overall, I was. I was happy with the Guardians of the Galaxy stuff. I was. Uh, and mostly happy the fact I don't have to wait very long. Yeah. That, that's that's a big plus. So I, this is a game I, I'm, I'm going to keep my eye on. And I'm a big Marvel fanboy. I'll, I'll pick it up day one. Well, you say that. How do you feel about the Marvel Avengers DLCs we're getting? Yeah, we did get uh, an update on the uh, the next three that's coming out. Uh, two of them are, you know, obviously smaller in scale. Mm-hmm. That being uh, Cosmic Cube and uh, uh, Wasteland uh, Patrol. Yes, and then of course uh, War for Wakanda. That's the big one. Uh, adding in Black Panther, you're going to be fighting Claw. Uh, actually, going to Wakanda for this entire thing, got an entire new expansion for it. I mean, man, I played through the campaign for Avengers. Uh, I still stand by one thing. I personally think the gameplay is fun in terms of like how each hero is used. Mm-hmm. I think that part's fine, honestly. But it's just everything about like the initial approach to the game where it's not story driven is what turns me off. And when it comes to these DLCs, like first off, I'm glad they're free. I think it's because they know they can't make anything off of them. Yeah, they know they 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 put a price on it, and no one's gonna get it. You know, very small amount of people should. So I'm glad it's free. If they keep putting out stuff like this and keep trying to enhance the game in, in whatever ways, it's one of those things that, okay, yeah, I'll hop back on, I'll try it. Especially because it's free. If it was not free, no chance. Zero chance. But because it is free, I'll hop back on. I'll try Black Panther when he comes out. That's this year, I believe, right? Yes. Yeah, because Cosmic Cube and Wasteland uh, Patrol's coming out here in like the next couple, like month, two months. and then I believe it's like Cosmic Cube actually comes out at like the end soon. of this month. Yeah. I mean... It, it looked all looked fine. I mean, obviously, War for uh, Wakanda was the biggest one that you're obviously everyone was really interested in. Um, I mean, it'll be cool to add another villain for you to fight because I think as of now, it's still just like for all the missions and stuff. I'm pretty sure it's still just Taskmaster and Abomination. Hmm. I think still uh, from what I've seen. So you know, getting another one like Claw would be pretty cool. Well, I think they're also changing that because that uh, Wasteland Patrol, one of its things mentioned, randomly generated field bosses. Okay. So they are addressing that within an expansion or an update before the expansion. So, Gotcha. I mean, I don't have huge takeaways on it. Um, I'll, I'll probably, Like I said, I'll hop in. I'll play War for Wakanda. I'll play it at some point. But uh, it's not like I'm going to be playing it day one or anything. Uh, what did you think of the uh, Final Fantasy uh, Pixel remaster? Uh, Final Fantasies 1 through 6 uh, is being remastered and brought up, but it's going to be on Steam and mobile, not even coming to console. A lot of people were very upset that it's not coming to console and that it's coming to mobile instead. I mean, I'll play them again. I know you will. <laughs> I already own them for the PlayStation, so I'll play them again. Yeah. Uh, we also um, got a, uh, I believe this was a first, this was a brand new announcement as well. Uh, Babylon's Fall uh, for PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, and Steam. By Platinum Games. That by, looks fun. By Platinum Games. Uh, it's a hack and slash game. And, you know, it's interesting to hear you say that it looks fun because, like, I mean, it looked fun to me. But the most common like uh, reception is that people are not impressed with this. Oh, I wonder why. I don't know. They they just felt like they did not feel like it was Platinum's best work. Okay, they said it felt like it was rough. Is is a good way to put it. I would agree with that. It did look rough, but it's not. It, did it give us a release date? Nope. Okay, I didn't think so. So I mean, they have time to polish. And even during that interview, they were talking about how they feel like the Platinum is best in those action type games especially near near Automata in that they wanted to mess with that. So they're doing that near Automata gameplay with four plus people in a single lot game and they have time to polish it up. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I agree. It did look rough right now, but I'm still going to give it benefit of doubt because we have no release date. So they have time to polish up and make it look better. I agree. Uh, it's it's a game that caught my eye though, because uh, I'm with you. I thought it looked fun personally, and then I just started hearing the the reception from it, where it's just like, oh, this did not look good, blah blah. I'm like, well, probably still early on, you know. 
but it's still a game that caught my eye. Um, then we also got some stuff with Life is Strange, which is cool. The remastered collection coming mm-hmm. out uh, September 30th. That's one that I'll actually probably pick up. It has been a good few years since I've played through the original Life is Strange, uh, as well as Before the Storms. So that That is one that I probably will pick up. Did you ever touch two? I did never touch two. That's one that I still, it's still on my list to go back and play eventually. Uh, we also got a, a chance to look at gameplay for True Colors, which is Life is Strange. That's coming out uh, on the 10th. Uh, September 10th. Um, are, are you looking forward to True Colors? I mean, I like Life and Strange series. Um, I will mess with them. I probably won't pick it up day one. I much... Because, I don't know. From all I'm getting, it sounds like this time they're actually releasing it all in one game versus the first two were all episodic. Yeah, yeah. That was the one thing that I gathered from True Colors as well. This is one game, one go, here you go. Uh, instead of the episodic format. Which, if it's that way, I might pick it up sooner, but for all the other ones, I've just waited till all the episodes were out, then like, all right, let's go. Yeah. Let's, ju- let's get all the pain out right of the way. <laughs> yep. I, I know uh, our friends John and Diaz, they would have date night. They would have date night, yep, and play Life is Strange. That is what I called it, because I would get on, might be like, hey, let's play some. It's like, sorry, we're playing Life is Strange. Goddamn date night. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, you know, I lived with John and Diaz both. They both lived here in this house with me that I that I own, and uh, you know, in, in this room is John's room that we're in right now. And uh, man, they had multiple date nights for Life is Strange. Like, <laughs> I, I'd be sitting in my room doing whatever, and I'd hear Diaz poking John's room. It's like, hey man, you want to play Life is Strange tonight? <laughs> so I'm just over there. I'm like, damn date night with these two. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully if jo- hopefully John is able to come on episode 46 and uh, get his thoughts on uh, the true colors coming out. And then uh, finishing up for the Square Enix uh, showcase was uh, Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin coming out next year. And this is another one that not a lot of people were impressed with. A lot of people thought this game looked very rough, not that great. And the amount of times chaos was said was an unreasonable amount. I assumed we were now just playing Sonic at the time of how much they said chaos. I was expecting the game just to be called chaos. <laughs> like, like I was like after the first couple of times, like it was after like the third time I heard it. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna start keeping count. I, I counted up, I think seven or eight times. They said chaos. It's like chaos. I want to kill chaos, chaos. And I'm like, and I started seeing the comments on the stream. Everyone just starts saying the same thing. So that was kind of that was kind of on the annoying side. But uh, I mean, this is one that I personally have no interest in. Um, yeah, like I said, I saw a lot of people online saying how this did not look did not look great. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Did you have any take on that? I mean, I figured it was the rumored possible Souls like yeah Final Fantasy game. It looks okay. I'd be curious to see how the finished product looks. Am I going to pick it up? Probably not. Yeah, I agree. Um, so as a whole, uh, for the Square Enix, uh, any huge thing that you want to throw out there that we haven't already kind of talked about? We kind of broke this one down a little bit more just because it was a shorter uh, show here. But uh, any 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 last thoughts on the Square Enix showcase? Um, I did like the uh, Legends of Mana that they showed off. Mm-hmm. And we'll probably pick that up because I haven't messed with the Mana game in a while. And I enjoy that series. Besides that, no. Hope Babylon's Fall. Uh, we get more of it before it's released, and hopefully it looks better. Other than that, no, not really. Because, again, it wasn't a whole lot. They had a few new IPs, like the Babylon's Fall and Guardians of the Galaxy. Then everything else was just, hey, it's on mobile. Yeah, big, big mobile showcase. They they had a quick speed run going through a bunch of stuff for mobile games. Um, uh, so... I mean, it is what it is. Oh, I do have one little tidbit for you because I was trying to get see if there was anything new going on right now. I didn't. I guess I didn't catch this. I think I was actually playing Mass Effect when this was going on. To be honest with you, uh, but I, I just now noticed that from the PC uh, Gamer Show, um, uh, P5R is going to Steam to no surprise. Obviously, yeah, I'm not surprised by that at all. Yeah, to no surprise. Um, yeah, so it just I'm just mentioning that because I feel like it further, you know, reopens that past conversation that we've had of. Sony building their presence on you know PC, you know adding more and more of their of their first party titles on there. P P five R being one, of course. Uh, but other than that, I'm not seeing anything. Um, For anything anyone huge. who doesn't know what that is, that's Persona Five Royal. Thank you, thank you. I didn't even realize I didn't actually. Say, I didn't say it at any point that no, I. Okay. No, you didn't. Okay, thank you, thank you for that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't I don't see anything. Uh, anything notable 
uh, from the past couple shows that we've had. You know, Warner Brothers, like I said, should be tonight, and they'll probably have some decent stuff. I, I have seen, unfortunately, big depress here. Uh, don't expect anything for Hogwarts Legacy. <laughs> big depress there. That is one that I and even Jimmy was really excited for. Uh, so, you know, for the Warner Brothers showcase, um, don't really expect anything there. But, you know, maybe, you know, obviously they have a lot of stuff going on. You know, mm-hmm. they, you know we'll probably see more on like the uh, the Go- Gotham Knights or Arkham Knights, whatever, whichever one. I think it's Gotham Knights, uh, which that is a title that has really caught my eye where you're playing as basically everyone but that family. Yeah, the Bat family playing everyone but him. Um, so that's his ass is dead. Yeah, he de- he's dead as fuck. Um, so that's one that I'm looking forward to seeing more on. Uh, big rip to Hogwarts Legacy, though. But yeah, other than that, I don't see anything uh, notable that's going on while we've been recording here. So I think that's pretty much our, our recap here for days one and two of E3 and uh, Summer Game Fest. As a whole, for me, uh, sh- you know, Starfield, looking forward to seeing more on that. Halo Infinite, for sure. Elden Ring, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, Avatar, uh, Frontiers of uh, Pandora. Those would probably be my biggest ones uh, that I'm personally really excited for. Uh, got, I'm going to keep my eye on Redfall. Definitely going to keep my eye on that one, see if what, what more we get out of it. Uh, Far Cry 6, I'm glad we actually finally saw gameplay. Um, I'm with you, though. I'm going to wait to see more before I decide to pick it up. I feel like at this point, Far Cry 6 is just going to show that all your companions in this one are animals. Because so far, we've got an gator, the dog, and now a fighting rooster. I will protect that dog with my life. So... I mean, you said that about the cat for Miles Morales, too, so. And I did. I did protect that cat with my life. <laughs> I did. I wish you could have got that skin earlier in the game. I will say that. <laughs> um, but uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy one, man, I'm I'm going to probably pick it up day one. I, I'm excited to see more on this game. That is one that I'm marking my calendar for. Um I think that I think that those are my big ones. Those those would be my big ones. What so what what would be your absolute big ones? My big ones would probably be uh, Outer Worlds too, because we're not one is expecting it. So that's for, true. Was not expecting that so one. So looking forward to whenever that comes out. Um, anything back for blood I can get because I'm itching to play a new zombie game because I've played tons of Left 4 Dead. I need something new. Um, Extraction, Rainbow Six. Metal Slug Tactics. Yeah, those are probably my big ones because, I mean, I'm not interested in Elden Ring. Uh, the Gardens of the Galaxy looks interesting. But out of ones that I'll probably pick up day one or within, like, the first week or two, those are probably my big ones I would look at. Oh, the other one for me as well is um, the release date for Diablo 2 Resurrected mm-hmm. uh, being September. So that that was that's another big one for me. That's one that I definitely... And putting on the calendar and looking forward to, to playing when it comes out. So, but I think that's going to do it for episode 44, uh, part one of two of our E3 recap. Um, you know, like I said, uh, 44 and 45 are both coming out the, the same week. We're giving you d- double episodes this week. Didn't announce that previously because I didn't know we were going to do it till after we finished recording last week. So, oops, here we are. <laughs> so, like I said, if you, uh, if you happen to listen to our show the day that it comes out, uh, keep an eye out for uh, 45 here in a couple days. If you're listening to this uh, later on in the week, you know, maybe you don't listen to it right away. Uh, 45 is probably out. So make sure to listen to this and then go, you know, listen to 45 as well. Um, Zach, you got anything you want to say to finish off the show here? The only thing I really got to say is what I usually say at the end of a show. Please like, comment, rate, subscribe, anything your platform allows. If you are watching this on YouTube and you like what's going on, you can hit that subscribe, and if you actually want to know when stuff's posted, you can hit the bell to show up in your notifications. If not, nah, see you later. Maybe you'll come back every once in six months. Yeah, they'll come back once in every six months to watch my G Fuel tier list video. Yeah, watch apparently. your G Fuel and hopes it updates. Hey, also, I am making a new one very soon. Oh, God. I am making a new G Fuel tier list video. I have 12 samples of flavors I've never had coming in right now. G Fuel tier list video is on the horizon. I hate everything about that. And honestly, I'm I'm gonna get back. We're gonna start doing. We're gonna actually start doing some tier lists again here on the channel. I like tier listing stuff. We could do some group tier list. It'd be a good time. I'm here for it. But I am gonna do a G Fuel tier list here soon. But if you guys made it all the way to the end, I appreciate you so much for that. Like I said, be on the lookout for episode 45 double double duty this week because uh you know breaking down everything E3 related uh, for episode 45. Of course, Nintendo, Bondi, Namco, Take Two, Capcom, E3 awards it's gonna be a good time. Until next time, guys. Have a good one. Bye.